sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match this. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hey, everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. And this week, we do. Aliens, 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 Mork and Mindy versus People of Earth. Oh, see, you got people's hopes up that we're going to do, we're going to review Aliens, the sequel to Alien, three times. But now they're disappointed. Or maybe they were thinking we were going to review the Broadway review, Aliens, 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 that was based on James Cameron's Aliens. Yes, and Avatar, weirdly. Um, Off-Broadway, let's be honest. Yeah, have you seen Avatar? Nope. No desire, probably never will, unless we do it yeah. for this podcast. Yeah, I, no, it's not something I'll pick out. And I I don't mind forcing you to watch bad movies or forcing myself to watch bad movies. I don't know that that's a bad movie, but it might, I, I think it's probably a middling movie, so I don't need to watch a middling movie. No, those are worse than bad movies. I mean... Oh. Can you laugh at them? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we're doing Mork and Mindy versus uh, People of Earth, both... Season two, episode one. Um, yeah. So. Before... So I'm think. Oh, go ahead. No, you you go ahead. I I was going to talk about uh, the episode we watched from Work Committee, but if you're talking about something else, yeah, I'll talk about something else later. Yeah, let's get into uh, this. Uh, I I think this episode either was like a well, obviously it was a season premiere, spe- special one hour season premiere or a two parter. Because it was it was a it was an hour long. Yeah, it was too long. Extravaganza. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah. So, hey, millennials, if you're not familiar, uh, Mork and Mindy was how Robin Williams blew up uh, in the U.S. That was his sitcom. I was going to say his only sitcom, but then he did that one with uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer that really kind of sucked um, near the end of his life. Yeah, this uh, yeah this even was better than that, and this was not especially good. No, uh, yeah, at Mork and Mindy. It's about uh, well, Mork was an alien from the planet Orc, and uh, he premiered on an episode of Happy Days, which was fucking bizarre. Um, yep, yeah, it's Happy Days, a a normal show set in 1950s America. For some reason, decided to have an episode all about alien visit- visiting. What do they call those episodes where? It's a backdoor pilot. Backdoor, backdoor pilot, pilot, yeah. And I don't think this that, that actually, now that I think about it, I don't think that was a backdoor pilot. I think that was just a weird episode Gary Marshall wrote and it was so popular they decided to make a show out of it. Yeah, because when when Mork, on Mork and Mindy, uh, it's not set in the 50s. It's set in present day, which was, what, late 70s, early 80s? I can't remember. I don't even know when it came out. 78, it came out. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, yeah, so I, it was kind of a backdoor pilot, a very weird one, but... Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, anyway, so he he comes to Earth and uh, somehow cons this woman, Mindy, into letting him live with her. Mindy, played by Pam Dauber, who is just delightful. I love Pam Dauber, man. Even given all this this terrible stuff. All and this the, what, awful material. Yeah, but she, no, so, she was great. I, like, that was the one thing I noticed watching this episode. I was like, oh, Pam Dauber was great. Yep, and Tom Poston was pretty good. Pam Dolber was great, and Robin Williams was just manic and sometimes good and sometimes awful. Yes, and, and I think okay. yeah, no. Well, I was going to say it seemed like 
they kind of let him riff a little bit on this show, uh, on this episode, uh, just a couple I, times maybe. But I don't know. Maybe it was written. I know. From what I remember, the first season, they let him riff a lot. And it ticked some people off. And it, that got kind of cut back in later seasons. And, I don't, yeah, I don't know if this was – I probably was all riffed. Yeah. But the thing is, the first season was super popular. And uh, the second season, they decided for some reason, even though it was super popular, they moved the night it was on, and they entirely they changed the entire show. They got rid of characters, they added characters, and they made the show much more kid friendly. In that we saw in this episode, uh, more shrinks and goes to a parallel universe, which I don't know if that's kid friendly, but it's kind of absurd. Yeah. It, but why would you take a popular show and totally revamp it? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously they were trying to do something out of the... I mean, it is a weird fucking episode. Um, mm-hmm. They are trying to do something outside the normal realm of uh, standard sitcom plot, I guess. Um, and they did that. They definitely did. Um, but, you well, know, it, 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 was kind of, it was kind of a, a normal Mork and Mindy episode for the first half. So while he's shrinking, it's like, oh, this is the kind of ridiculous thing I remember. Because I've never seen this this show in my life. I've seen this show, but I've never seen this episode. I don't remember it, yeah. And he was shrinking, but that's the kind of thing, the kind of weird thing they'd have. You know, the the orc stuff was always weird like that, like they age in reverse, like Benjamin Button. And they... Oh, um, right, yeah. Jonathan Winters was a baby, right. And they drink milk, or I guess any liquid with their fingers. So it always had weird stuff like that. But then... In the well, it looked like the second part of this two-parter. He got he got so small that he went on another planet, because well, not another planet that he got. He was like in a molecular world, right? Right, and this molecular molecular world was a parallel universe to the one he came from, where Mindy was named Mandy, and for some reason Bob Hope had a what was he called? Bob Faith. Danny Thomas was Danny Danny Saint Thomas, right? And uh, Jerry Lewis, I don't remember what Jerry Lewis was. Um, But that guy was just as annoying as Jerry Lewis. I got to give him props for that. (laughs) Yep. And that was bizarre. It was really, really weird and not not funny. Not Not, funny in the least. No. It's not clear to me that it was ever funny. It was just dumb. Yeah. And I mean, weird, I guess at that time, so we're talking 79 for this episode, I guess like... Bob Hope, Danny Thomas, and Jerry Lewis were still somewhat relevant, but they were still old-ass comedians by that point. Um, yeah, yeah, they were old school. Which yeah, was, it, was kind of the joke where they say, I think I'm in a telethon. They're all from the, the Jerry Lewis telethon when they right, appear right. on um, Yeah, so, and in this land, like, the king, uh, played by Exeter in the real show, who I'd totally forgotten about until he came on, and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, I, that, oh, I don't know how I don't know how you forgot about him. That was one of the things I remember most. That's so when I was a kid, it was just so weird to me. Yeah, because he was kind of like the Reverend Jim of Morgan. I mean, he was super bizarre. He's like, yeah, he's carrying around a shrunken head. Pablo was that the name? I can't even remember. Um, yeah, that that dude was like, he made no sense. Everything was a non sequitur from that guy, uh, which I appreciate. And yeah, but it was kind of a weird choice to make him the the cruel king of this other land, right? Because then he's just playing a tyrant, and there's no fun right. to it. Um, yeah, uh, who outlawed 
laughing? I don't know. There was a it, 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 explaining the plot doesn't matter because it was so absurd. Yeah, <laughs> but and then at the end there's that that weird melodrama where Mandy dies. Spoiler alert! And Mork is so upset about it, and he comes back to Mindy and says, "I want to die first. I can't go through that again." Yeah, uh, yeah. Somehow. Okay, so we, we kind of skipped a step. The reason Mork shrinks is because Mindy gives him some antihistamines, which uh, shrink his nasal membranes. Um, but since people from Mork are all membrane, his whole body shrinks. Right. Ta-da! And then, uh, yeah, then his... That was a good excuse to have uh, Robin Williams lose his clothes often so we could see his hairy legs. His hairy everything, yeah. Um, and... Yeah, and then he the the way he gets bigger again, like you said, is Mandy dies in this alternate universe that he's in, and he gets so angry and grief stricken that he grows. So you know why not? <laughs> Maybe it was a timing issue. Maybe he was always going to grow at that point, even if he was in the cave the entire time. Yeah, I mean we'll never know, and we'll never care. Um, but it was I I did laugh. I did yeah. laugh when he landed in that alternate universe and there was a cow kind of painted pink wearing pants and a hat. Um, <laughs> I thought that was funny, but you know, cows are always funny. You know, that's, that's like, that's like an easy humor. I feel like but it, it made me laugh in the context also just cause it's kind of weird and absurd. But also I think about that draw. I don't know if you've ever seen that drawing, how would cows wear pants? Like would they wear them on all four feet or would they wear them just on their butt on the back? And this decision by Mork and Mindy's producers was on the butt on the back. Yep. I have not seen that drawing, but that it, that does sound uh, like a great piece of art. Um, it was. Uh, da Vinci, I think. Yeah, no. I, well, yeah. Why would they, they wouldn't really need to wear pants. Like, we don't wear pants on our arms. So, no, yeah, but they would just they wear them on the back. They have four legs. They have yeah, four I know, legs. But basically, those, those front legs are their arms. They don't stand on hind legs. You kind of anthropomorphize them a little bit. I don't know. I bet, like, if a cow gets really mad, like if its baby is trapped under a car, it'd, like, summon up that strength and get up on its hind legs. No, I think that I agree with you that they get on two legs, but they get on the front legs and use those to force the other legs to pick it up with their behind. Hmm. So maybe they would wear... Well, why would they not just wear pants on their front legs then that wasn't an option no, was it the pants also have to cover their bottom right all right well i mean we'll never solve this i guess i don't think there's an answer i'm just saying you were making it sound like there was a definite answer and i'm I, saying there's there's no answer i still it's think, like yeah it's yeah. like the quadratic equation no one can solve that yeah no exactly I, or like a chinese finger puzzle you get your fingers how do you get them out you can't you're just nope. your fingers are stuck in a chinese finger puzzle Scissors yep. are necessary. Yep. Yep. And, and, and sometimes amputation. Figures. Yep. Um, anyway. I laughed at Tom, uh, Tom Poston, too. Yeah, he played against type. Well, when I say against type, I mean, I basically the, just know him from Newhart. Yeah, because this, this came before Newhart, so. Yeah. Um, but he was, yeah, kind of a, kind of a, well, not kind of. He was a. Uh, like, yeah, he was his ultimate curmudgeon. Yeah. Grumpy, crotchety old dude. Um. And, I mean, just mean, too, to Mindy. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> No call for any of that shit he said to her. Nope. Um, but, I mean, I saw the joke coming, but it still made me laugh where he drinks the coffee and said, this reminds me of my mother's coffee. That was awful, too. Yeah. Yeah, after she says thanks. Um, yeah, I, I say Pam Dauber. Robin Williams was at 
his most manic, I think, in, in Mork and Mindy. Like, if you can believe that, I think he was more toned down in the movies and stuff he did, even right, yeah, even early on. Um, what was the, uh, I guess Popeye was one of the first movies. Yeah, Popeye was 1980s. I think World According to Garp might have been the first, but I don't know. Actually, no, I think Popeye came before Garp. If only there was a way to look this up. And um, maybe someone should have done it before me. Speaking of Popeye, music done by uh, Harry Nilsson, who most people would probably know from uh, Everybody's Talking at Me. Um, but he had a lot of good stuff. Hung out with Lennon on his uh, Lost Weekend. Let's see. His career. Film actor. Robin Williams filmography. Uh, wait. Oh, right. Can I Do It Till I Need Glasses was the first. I remember hearing about that because that was like a like a kind of Cinemax porn comedy thing. But yes, you're right. Popeye first and then World According to Garp. Um, yeah, anyway. Well, this was, this was also, you know, the late 70s. So I think he was on tons of coke at this time i don't know when he stopped doing that but uh, yeah just looking at his filmography definitely mork and mindy he was more crazed in this than anything he did in the movies oh yeah yeah which which it might work for a uh for a 30 minute sitcom although even then it can get a little wearing well, I think that was one of the problems with the show is like, how do you write this after the first season? Yeah. And that's probably why they switched things up, but I don't, I mean, I'm basing this on when I was a kid, I just feel like the first season had to be funnier than this episode and less weird in a, a weird, good way. I don't know. Yeah. Well, they also changed the theme song. I noticed that. So I think maybe, maybe shows in syndication use the same theme song all over. I just have a bad memory, but the theme song had all that like funky disco uh, oh, to shit. it, and I, I remember that. No, the theme song we we had. To, like, oh yeah, yeah. But I the I think originally it was just like straight on, just like kind of soft. No, I think they I think they extended it in later seasons. Um, okay. I think they actually did change it because I vaguely remember that. I think I told you before, like the hardest I ever saw my mom laugh was the premiere of Mork and Mindy. Like the first the season? first first season first episode when it came on TV and she was like crying laughing um i feel like mork and mindy was different than other things you saw on tv at the time it was a lot like they did let him go and other shows didn't do that and he was a singular talent yeah no everything else was heavily scripted and and uh not nearly as wacky as this yeah yeah that's the perfect word for wacky and not in a like making fun of it sort of way in a good way i mean i don't have anything good to say about the episode we watched, but in general, I think Mork and Mindy was probably, especially the first season, funny. Yeah, and weirdly, uh, on Hulu, which is where we watched it, uh, they don't have all of the first season. They have, like, it's random weird. episodes. Yeah, I don't understand How that. they decide that, I have no idea. Yeah, it's like... But, I mean... Go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say, it's like, uh, season one, episode 16. You're like, well, what the fuck, man? <laughs> how, how are we going to know what's going on? Well, no, yeah, you'll never be able to get into it. Sorry, millennials. And no Conrad Bain in this episode. Nope, I noticed that too. And I was like, did he die? But he was on later episodes. So Yeah, that was part of the revamping. They got rid of the father and the grandmother. And then she. they also, I don't know when they show up, but there's that brother and sister that run a pizza place. They they start in the second season, and I don't think they ever come back after the. Oh, yeah. That, Maybe like, they do, I forget. But that you curly-headed know. Italian dude who was in all yeah. kinds of shit back in the day. And um, yeah, th- did they get a spinoff out of that? Oh man, now I have I to know. I don't think so. But 
but it seems like Gary Marshall really enjoyed spinning things off, so maybe they did. Yeah, they on Wikipedia they call uh, they call this a spinoff of Happy Days, but that's really yeah, like we said, that's misleading. I feel. Well, like. yeah, I mean the character originated in two episodes of Happy Days, and so in that way it's a spinoff, but every other way it's not. Yeah, let's see characters, recurring character connections to other shows. Oh wait, no spinoffs and adaptations. Where are you at? Um, oh, never mind. I guess there was not a a spinoff of this. I don't know why they're calling these. Oh, they did have the uh, that Saturday morning cartoon show, the Mork and Mindy, Laverne and Shirley Fawns Hour. Well, this know. is. Oh, sorry, I don't mean to step over you talking about that. Did you watch that? No. So in 2005, a made-for-television movie called Behind the Camera, the unauthorized story of Mork and Mindy, aired on NBC. Chris Diana Madra portrayed Robin Williams. What the only reason I talk about that is because he, this dude also portrayed uh, one of the Three Stooges when that Three Stooges remake by uh, the Farrelly brothers. Oh, weird. So he's he's done two comedy icons, and he was also in that last season of The Office where he played the audio guy. There in the UK, there was a long-running comic strip version. Did you see that? No. Yeah, it was written by Angus P. Allen. And illustrated by Bill Titcomb. <laughs> well. He said tit. Angus and Bill. I by like... the way, I did I did watch the first seven episodes of uh, Wet Hot American Summer ten years later. Oh, well, then you only have one more to go. Oh, yeah, I saw, oh man. Finished it. I know. I, I, was, I was like, oh, it's probably ten or thirteen episodes. And then we got to the eighth and we're like, oh, shit. It's over. Yeah. So you might as well finish it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very funny. I agree with your recommendation, and the Adam Scott reveal was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and I love, uh, I actually love uh, Michael Ian Black as George Bush. Yeah, yeah. George H. W. Bush. So uh, my friend, who's hopefully going to be on the podcast soon, had got a. She's like on the the alert list for the local comedy club, and she's like, they're having a secret show, and they're going to put tickets on sale tomorrow. Do you want to get them? And I was like, well, there was one of their certain price and they went on sale and she wasn't able to get them. But in the process, I looked up the comedy club and saw who's coming and I saw Michael Ian Black's coming. So I'm going to see Michael Ian Black in October and I'm very excited. I didn't know he did stand up. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've seen him travel before. And I've, I mean, I haven't seen him I haven't had a chance to go. So I'm really excited about it. I I imagine it's not stand up, stand up. I imagine it's, uh, just him telling stories. Yeah, yeah. Which is just stand up. Fine, yeah. I saw him on when they're at uh, Sketchfest when there was a comedy bang bang. I think it was back when it was still Comedy Death Ray. So it was like a comedy death ray slash uh, Doug Loves Movies show. And he he uh, played for me on Doug Loves Movies and did not. Oh, that's but, awesome. Yeah. So you've talked to him. I did. I said John when he asked me his name. Neat. Or ask me. I bet name. he, I bet he created some kind of comic genius just based on that. Nope. But he was funny. Well, uh, I won that bet. I remember that one at that show. Like Doug Benson was high, obviously, but then he also had too much to drink, so he was like super fucking sloppy. But that was <laughs> a long time ago, and I've seen like I've seen him do other stuff since, and he's always been really good, Doug Benson. Um, but man, he was fucked up at that. Oh my god. Hey. Yeah. Guess who portrayed Pam Dauber in the made-for-television movie about Mork and Mindy? And don't look at it. Pam Dauber? Yep. Oh, is that true? 
What? He really? Oh, that himself? was your guess. No, I thought you were reiterating what I was asking. No, it was not Pam Dauber. Oh. Um, okay, hold on. Jeremy Piven. Nope. Aaron Hayes. Oh, now no I really shit. want to see it. Yeah, I really want to see this show now. Me too. What is it called? Behind the Camera, the unauthorized story of Mork and Mindy. The, the biopic everybody was waiting for. 2005. So that's be, even before Children's Hospital. Wow. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Pam Dauber. What happened? I mean, she had my that, sister Sam. My sister Sam. Yeah, and then and then, I guess just retired. I think it's the thing that actresses just in Hollywood don't get hired after they're above a certain age, no matter how talented they are. Yeah, maybe that's true. No, she was super charming kids, on this. Stuff. Oh, she's she was awesome in this. She was good in My Sister Sam. I mean, again, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I I found that to be a funny show when I was a kid. I mean, it was fine. You know, it was it was standard sitcom i think um so yeah. it looked like late 90s she did some voice acting and then oh good and oh she was in one episode of the uh, the re rejiggered odd couple wow well keep pam dauber working that's what i say hey, great she it looks like she had kids too so maybe she took some time off <laughs> plenty of hollywood people have kids that's what nannies are that's what why they were invented um yeah, no, this is not a great episode to start with, and not particularly no. funny. Um, we also didn't mention that the alternate universe molecular world he goes to is kind of set in medieval times, um, hence the king and everything. But Oh, was it? I didn't get... The, well, there's also guns and stuff, so it's... There, it's it's like a mishmash, but yeah. yeah. But, you know, there is a castle, and they're, you know, they look kind of like, uh, like, I don't know, a traveling band, like carnival band or whatever the fuck they were called back in the in those days um there's also a clown yeah uh rob robin williams played the king the court serious as opposed to yeah, jester because yeah he didn't the king didn't like that and also yeah. some weird thing with the king stealing the energy which tied into some tom post and rant from the beginning of the episode um, right the about about uh saving what was it what was he trying to do? oh no more came in and said he was trying to save energy by blowing up or turning Street lights lamps. off. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Anyway. That was a quality more, uh, more or Robin Williams joke, whatever. Uh, the people love those street lights. They, they just sit there and watch them change. But that was a quality joke. Oh yeah. The red, yellow and green. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Not, not a good set in Boulder, Colorado, by the way, I think probably the only show TV show ever set in Boulder, Colorado. Um, I have no information whether I can to confirm nor deny that. I don't think they even try anymore to set things in. Well, that's not true. I, I guess playing house is set in some. I don't even know where that's set. Um, but some like small community back east. That uh, that show that uh, Pat Oswalt does narration for is set in Philadelphia. Oh, true, Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part now, it's like L.A., New York, Chicago, New Orleans. Weirdly, but that's only because New Orleans is so cheap to film in compared to other and places. hawaii i think hawaii has that stuff going Hawaii's getting going yeah because they have uh hawaii 5 yep. and the, the and humans and i think there's something else there anyway yeah lost started that whole trend i think well big bang theory where's that is that los angeles los yeah. angeles yeah um yeah 
anyway. No, there's like a there's like a long I guess Lost continued it, but there's a long tradition. There's Hawaii, the original Hawaii Five O, and that went off the air. And then Magnum PI was in Hawaii for a long time. That's true. Yeah, and, and I know what happened between Magnum PI and Lost, but I th- it was a nice tradition for Hawaii Miami shows. Vice. Yep. Yep. Miami Vice. Um. Yeah, I I don't know this this did not live up to my memories of the show that I liked as a kid, but I think this was probably just a weird um, going for ratings by being different episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would not recommend you watch this episode people. Um, But anyway, you want to take a break and, and talk about something. I'm going to go out on a limb and say much better. Sure. Okay. We'll be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's great racing, steeplechasing. And we're back with People of Earth. Have we done People of Earth before? I can't even remember. Or did we just talk about it? I think we probably just talked I think we about talked. We're, we both recommend. I, I think I might have recommended it to you even. You did, yeah. And then, and then I recommended I, it later, yeah. Yeah, we definitely did it as a recommendation, I think, twice. It's it's a wonderful show, and this episode is a good example. And I'm glad you chose this to go against Mork and Mindy, or I guess I chose it. But I didn't realize that the next season had started, so it gave me an excuse to start watching it. Yeah, I watched all three episodes that are out so far. So, yeah, Had you already been watching it? Nope, nope. I just watched them all today. Oh, okay. So you didn't know it started either? Nope. That's good. So we helped each other. Yeah, yeah, no, it was... I knew it had. I, I had read that it had started, but uh, but I didn't know when. I didn't know how many episodes were out or anything until I found it today. So, um, a reach around, if you will. And I will. I always do. Um, yeah, what a great show this is. Actually, I love this show. Yeah, it's it's. There's a lot of great performers on it, and interesting, fun writing, fun science fiction slash comedy writing. Yeah, and it's it's definitely like a more subtle kind of humor like it's not big bang theory you know that type of humor it's it's more or more well, Mindy, for that matter um more character driven yes definitely more character driven and uh and they introduced this season uh nasim nasim pedrad i'm trying to do my scott ackerman doing what's his name don pardo don pardo um Ooh. Nassim Pedraj comes in as a, that was brilliant, by the way, as a uh, FBI agent who I always like her. Um, what has she been in? I mean, just Saturday Night Live and Mulaney. I liked her on Saturday Night oh, Live. Oh, she's from Saturday Night Live. Okay. I yeah, but she, but like all the awesome women on Saturday Night Live, she was underutilized. Um, and But I she was always really good. I don't think you Amy Poehler was under, underutilized. Well, I, yeah, maybe the past, I don't know, six or seven years like that. Um, what is her name? Vanessa. Ah, oh, shit. Vanessa Bayer. Do you know her? Do you know who she is? Yeah, yeah. She's, yeah, she's great. Fun. 
and and totally she she can do anything on that show and they just use her as I don't know. Anyway, who cares about Saturday Night Live? Anyway, yeah, Nassim Pedrad, who I like. Um, and um, synopsis, you want to give a synopsis of the show? or? Oh my God, Vanessa Bayer suffered from leukemia as a teenager. The Make-A-Wish Foundation granted her wish to send her onto Saturday Night Live, and that's how she got the part. Oh, that's amazing. Anyway, uh, I don't know, it, it's... You had to watch the first season to really understand what's going on in this episode. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. We'll give okay, okay, I'll do a quick synopsis of this whole thing. So, um, Wyatt Sinak plays a journalist who uh, was going to this small town. To where is it? New York, like in New York, upstate it's, New yeah. York. Um, yeah. To investigate this group of people who claimed they'd been abducted by aliens. Um, you know, kind of a little fluff piece story. Um, anyway, turns out. These people were all abducted by aliens, as is Wyatt Cenac on his way to the uh, to the town, and uh, and so he he moves to the town, kind of joins their group of uh, what do they call themselves? Experiencers. That's the that's their name for the people who've been abducted. Uh, but his 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 reason for going there is to write a story about the experiencers, and he's delivering it to this really cocky owner or publisher of the magazine who turns out to be a reptilian go ahead an alien yeah there are there are uh different kinds of aliens there are reptilians which is self-explanatory there are grays who are like kind of your classic gray big head black eye aliens and then there's wait, i don't even know the whites the whites who, who just i mean, I mean this stuff you're saying white is white and this, norwegian looking that's this yeah. is this stuff you're saying is it's common knowledge sorry i well i didn't know how many people knew about the whites um and in this uh, in this new episode, there's a new kind of alien, the Cube, who takes over the ship. Anyway, it's all. Who's doing the voice of the Cube? Do you know? I don't know. I didn't even see. Um, I love the dude who does the voice of the Gray. I think he's really good. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, also we should mention H. John Benjamin is in it, who plays uh, the sheriff, who's in on the whole alien conspiracy well, he's, thing. He's, is he working for the? Alien? Yeah, he's just yeah. working. He's not an actual alien. Yeah. Yeah. No. Glimmer. He's, he's a human. Yeah. Um, and Wyatt Cenac, of course, we mentioned, and Nassim Pedrad, and uh, also from Saturday Night Live, Anna Gasteyer, who plays the leader of the uh, of the support group, and uh, uh, other people I don't know as well, although the bearded guy, I feel like I've seen in other stuff, but um, they're all really good. Yeah, and the bearded guy didn't even barely show up in this episode. Yeah, yeah. And oh, and of course, uh speaking of bearded guys, the other bearded guy, what is his name? God damn it, I always oh, forget his name. Oh, wait, I was thinking of Brian Husky, right? Brian Husky, was, yeah. He's the other bearded guy I'm thinking about. Um I yeah, I almost made a mistake because I just assumed you were talking about the the bearded guy that's you don't know where he's from. Right. Right. Yeah, no, Brian Husky, um I, the yeah, the other the first bearded guy I was talking about was the other dude. Um It's Luca Jones. Luca Jones, probably been in some Fox uh, sitcoms that got canceled early. That's my oh, guess. he was in Up All Night. The, the oh yeah, the Will Arnett. Applegate Will Arnett show. Yeah, yeah. And Best Friends Forever, which oh, that's the show I need to watch. That's the Lennon Parham Jessica Jessica St. Clair show they did before. It was on NBC. It I wasn't. Guess. It wasn't great. Um, I can see why it it didn't last. But you know, I we love them anyway. But it's, was it, was it better than playing how? I mean, hell was it, no. So it was. Oh, okay. So playing they they got they got their shit together for playing house for sure. And I don't think it was terrible by any means. It just it was it was like great, okay, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So that's and this episode we pick up after bearded guy Luke 
Luca Luca Brazzi is uh, has been abducted by the aliens. He's the only one in the group who hadn't been before, and he really wanted to be abducted by aliens. And he finally is. And um, the FBI goes to investigate. It's very. It's actually very complicated. Um, yes, it's plot. It's. It's 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 not even worth going through. It's not. You no. Just watch the show. Watch, yeah, watch the whole first season. You know, you can you can binge that in a day. Um, but I like I really like the tone of it, and they also seem to do a lot with very little. Ah, well, I'm sorry to interrupt you because I knew I recognized the voice, but it's a voice I always recognize. I can never remember who it is. Ooh, the Playing the cube is Peter Serafinowitz. Peter Serafinowitz. Don't know who that yes. is. Yes, you do. I'm just saying his name wrong. He was in the. Do you remember the Will Arnett show on Fox where he was really rich? Yeah. He was in that show. He he's been in a, a bunch of stuff. I'm just saying his name wrong. S e r a f i n o w i c z. I don't know. I can't follow that. Sounded like word <laughs> salad to me. Um. Anyway, he's a funny guy when he's in stuff. He was in John Wick Part Two, but I didn't see that. Oh, I did. Um. So some year. He yeah no the, every like you said it's character driven and they got like just the right cast for this so um, it's always going to work I, well I mean it, that's not necessarily true the writing has to be there too which it is I feel like so um, you still there yes okay I, I am my, here I thought my thing got unplugged um, <laughs> that's a little bit TMI if you know what I mean I don't um. But it's it's just a really good show that's not like it's not over the top in any way. I think like the opposite of the Mork and Mindy episode we watched, the concept is already about aliens and and it's very out there. So they they definitely downplay it um, mm-hmm. and make it make it real and relatable. Even the even the scenes with the aliens, um, you know, they have their petty grievances and. Yeah, it's it's like an office. It's 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 the creator is an office guy, and the 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 aliens working together are like office scene. Not I'm not just speaking of the show, The Office, but they're like office squabbles. Yes, the way they interact with each other. So well, I think that works out really well. And speaking of The Office, Oscar Nunez, we forgot to mention, is also on the show. As is in this second season, Toby from The Office. Oh, I didn't pick up one. Oh, is it not the first episode? Oh, shit. I thought it was. Wasn't it at the very end? Okay. M- maybe it was the second episode. God damn it. Um, it's okay. I, I had already seen that by looking at the Wikipedia pages, it was going to be in an episode this season. So. Yeah, I, but I thought it happened on this first episode at the very end um, where they called him in. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, no, yeah. no. Maybe. Maybe I missed it, but I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, it's probably second episode then. Um. Yeah. So, no. At the end of the first episode is when the FBI agent shows up at the oh at, at his house, house. at yeah. Sean Benjamin's house. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Um. Yeah, I just like where it's going. Like they're yeah. they're spinning it out into like a larger story, which, I mean, which was always the case. You could tell from just watching the first season, it was going to get bigger. And and uh, I love all the I actors. Ca- I love the white. That dude is perfect as well. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like how they they do. Um, they'll have scenes that are kind of over the top, like the scene with the with the foot as the that she's supposed to shoot at because she shot herself in the foot, and the right. FBI agents are making fun of her. And they kind of mix that with a typical typical 
like cop show where she's able like she's a perfect shot. So it's kind of an over the top joke, and then they kind of make fun of the over top joke by be, by having her like make fun of the other guys. It's just it's kind of a mixture of two things. Yeah, it's and this is TBS, right? Yep, so, TBS doing great things. Search party this of the so playing I house, forget, playing house, and that the show with the well, I oh, forget I can't remember anybody's name right now. But with the people from the Daily Show, the uh, she has the talk show. Oh, uh, Samantha B. Samantha B. and her husband has the show. Has the, yeah, Rob Riggle, which we should do that show sometime, too. Uh, what is that yeah. called? I know. I can't remember now. The, it's not Rob the Riggle. The turnaround. It's not Rob Riggle. It's, uh, <laughs> I it's, don't uh, care what his real name is, but I just don't want Jason people. Jason Jones. Um, it, no, it's not the turnaround. Who gives, why are we arguing about this? Let's come together. I don't know. I, I, I know. Let's get, hug it out. As a people. Um, yeah, I know. I at The minute I started talking about the plot, I was like, well... I can't really describe it without going into way too much detail. Yeah. So, um, the t- detour, it's a, it's a, detour, uh, yeah, cinnamon for turnaround. It, it is a cinnamon. Yeah. Um, I take, I took the synonym challenge. Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Sounds anyway, cool. people of earth, people of earth. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't know why I, really enjoy this like because i don't it's not like i laugh out loud a lot at it either but it is funny it's like actually i do laugh out loud especially at the alien shit yeah yeah i do i i also laugh out loud at the rusky rush what oh the bearded guy Ryan Husky? the bearded guy we know yeah <laughs> yeah he's such I an asshole his stuff and now i I laugh at a lot of it. I think it's a it's a very funny show. It's just it's a quiet humor. I don't have the like the my stomach hurts from laughing watching right, it, but right. I there's scenes that are really funny. Yeah, that, and yeah, that's that's a good term, quiet humor. I think it, uh, it's not a it's not, it's not a Chuck Lorre thing by any stretch of the imagination. No, but I mean, there's good shows that have loud humor. Like we talked about, what How the American Summer. That makes me laugh really hard when it's funny. That's true. It's so fucking dumb. Like yeah, exactly. It's over the top. Yeah. There's no, there's no subtlety in that show. No, and even some of the jokes, like they make me groan and then laugh. Yep. I'm like, oh my yep. god, this is from shit from when I was six. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> touching your butt, touching your butt. <laughs> and speaking of H. John Benjamin, him as a, as a can of vegetables in that is also hilarious. Um, and that's straight from the movie. Uh, yeah, I don't uh, like. I don't. Terminator. Remember- Oh, right. Yeah. T2. I think it was. Electro Boogaloo. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know what I can say about People of Earth uh, except watch it. Wait, have you watched Search Party? Uh, yeah, I have, I have to get back to it. I've only watched the first, like, four episodes and I forgot about it. But it was very good when I watched. I want to finish it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess they're doing another season of Arrested Development that will hopefully... Uh, make up for that last season they did i didn't mind the last season the only the only problem i had with it was because of the, their actor schedules they had it was a little bit disjointed but i i like i laughed at a lot of it i thought it was good i was yeah i it wasn't terrible i guess but it wasn't up to the first three seasons yeah i didn't well no i it absolutely wasn't but i don't think anything ever is going to be that yeah that's perfection the the structure of it, like like you said, which was because of the actor's schedules, really didn't work as well as as the original three seasons for me. 
And Luckily, none of those actors are popular now, so they I know <laughs> they'll have more time to work. Well, Jason Bateman's in Ozark. Yeah, Michael Sarah really like took a dip, although um, his scene on Twin Peaks was hilarious. But oh, so I didn't know he was on that. But I I think it was inevitable for him to take a dip. He was he was in everything at at one point. Like he was in so many movies and, yeah. and all over the place. And well, he was good in a lot of it. So it's I don't I never had any complaints about him, but. Yeah. Yeah, now it's Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, that's it reminds me of a joke. I think it's a Bob Hope joke maybe. Or probably not, but the joke is you start with like the well, using those two. Uh give me Michael Sarah. And then it's Michael Sarah's too too expensive. Give me a Michael Sarah lookalike. And then it, it becomes uh, uh the Michael Sarah lookalike becomes so popular that give me well so let's get Jesse Eisenberg then anyway, you get the joke. I get it. I did. I didn't say it right, and that's why it's such a good joke. I think it could be a Simpsons joke, even. I don't know. It sounds like something I could picture Krusty saying, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, people yeah. of Earth, watch it, right? I don't know. What else can we say? I recommend <laughs> it. Uh, watch that before Mork and Mindy. And then, yep. you know, and then if you have time, delve into Mork and Mindy. Speaking of having time, I think we need to do a challenge. Ooh. And mine will be harder than yours. Damn. Uh, where I have to watch all of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and you have to watch all of The Wire. Why is yours harder than mine? There's more seasons. Oh, I have how many seasons? Five. Yeah, and but I have to steal HBO. You don't have to steal it's HBO. on Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but on HBO, it's HD. I think they're doing it in HD on Amazon Prime. That's beside the point. It's it's not a big uh, special effects spectacular. <laughs> it wasn't film. It was, well, I'm sure it was filmed in each. It, it wasn't originally put out in HD. No, they yeah they re-released it on Blu-ray. Uh, so the wire is is that's a show about uh, what is it about anyway? Electricity. Yep. It's about Thomas Edison no. and uh, that crackpot. Wait, what was his name? Uh, why am I f- fucking? I hope you're Tesla. not. I hope. You're not ta- calling Tesla a crackpot. Nikolai they Tesla. They don't make super bands about crackpots. What? Oh, Tesla. Sorry, I forgot the band. I When you said super bands, I was thinking super group, that nope. term. And I was like, no, they're just a super band, Tesla. You're right. We all, we all know that. Uh, I don't know. What, have you ever heard Tesla? Probably. They... I couldn't name a song of theirs if you put a gun to my head, but... Um, I probably and saw I will. a video. I'd like to put it into your head. I know it's that's our that's how we uh, that's how we relate to each other. I don't like to be touched by human skin, um, so Pat puts a gun to my head and it soothes me. Um, I'm sure I saw a video on MTV back in the day or something, but no, no idea about Tesla. Maybe we should do a Tesla album versus something else. No, no, I refuse. I'm gonna make you do a Motorhead album, dude. I'd do that one before Tesla. Yeah, of course you would. Although we are going to do a Lie I Love Lucy episode. I know. I told Pat in in uh, email I didn't think I could sit through an episode of I Love Lucy. And I th- of all the sh- sitcoms we've watched, I think I Love Lucy would be the easiest to sit through because they're not that bad. I guess. I, I Yeah. It was funny because like, my son like would crack up at it when it was on TV um, <laughs> when he was young, you know, like really young. And... I remember being a kid and watching it and being like, oh, this is painful. What's on? Isn't there anything else on? I can't stand this. <laughs> and that's when you started taking the belt to your son? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I have nowhere else to go with that. But we would uh, do it. I have lots of ideas because I there's another episode I have in mind right now, and we should do it. I just don't know what to put it against, but I want to do um, that behind the camera, the unauthorized story of Mork and Mindy versus something. Oh, man, we can do... I mean, there's got to be a million of those. They did, like... Dude, who was it? Was it En Vogue? They, like, made a, a biopic of them around Christmas. Was it even a biopic? And I think they played themselves... So, I don't fucking know, dude. I was watching at Christmas at uh, my... at Viv's sister's house one time. I was like, what the hell is going on on this TV? Um, oh, I'm sure there's plenty of... We go. Oh, we could do that... Uh, that Leno versus Letterman late night war thing that was on HBO. That... Remember that? Yeah, I, uh, late, the night shift, I think. Or night late shift. shift. I never saw it. The late shift, yeah, whatever it is. I saw it. It's pretty weird. It's pretty weird because it's it's going to have the same weirdness that Mork and Minnie is when you have actors playing people you recognize. It's 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 a weird thing. Did uh, Leno or Lennon make cameos in it? Probably not. No, because it, neither of them wanted anything to do with that story. But the guy who plays Letterman is the is kind of an, I can't remember the name, but he, he, he shows up in a lot of stuff. Do you remember that show where the nanny, the woman from the nanny was, made a sh- Fran Drescher had a show that was kind of based on her life where, not based on, I guess a little, where her husband came out as gay. Did you ever see that show? No, it doesn't even ring a bell. Oh, really? No. Well, he's in that, in the, but once I say, I'm going to find his name in, in like 10 seconds. And once I say his name, you'll say, oh, that guy. But I, it's, oh, it's hard to find the, this name. Happily Divorced is the name of the show. I was going to say maybe I made the whole thing up. No, John Michael Higgins is his name. Oh, I know the name, so I'm sure I know him. Oh, he's from the, the – I haven't seen it yet, but he's from the the uh, Tina Fey show that came out this summer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. No, right, I know exactly right, who he is. Yeah. So he – and this surprises me when I think of it, but he portrayed Letterman in the late shift. Speaking of Letterman, do you hear he has a Netflix show coming? I heard. I'll be all over that. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That's a perfect Hope venue he, for him. Yeah, long form interview where he can just, you know, it, it'll be funny and it'll probably be uh, insightful. Is he going to shave the beard? That's a big question. Um, not, I hope he doesn't. Going to look like goddamn Grizzly Adams. He should going get, back. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say he should just have Michael Stipe on and they can <laughs> both pick shit out of each other's beards. Oh, you got nachos last night? Um, what were you going to say? I just want to go back to Mork and Mindy for a second because David Letterman reminds me. Do you think that is the first show that was a like? Well, it wasn't the first because Chico and the Man came before. But one of the one of the first shows that was like a stand-up comic getting a show and kind of jumping off into the mainstream. Yeah, well, I it, I mean, yeah, Chico and the Man, but even before that, um, Sanford and Son. Oh, that's true. That's then, true. Oh, uh, welcome back, Cotter. Right in between. Wait, wait, wait. I think well, I think all three of those shows were at the same time, weren't they? Probably, yeah, yeah. But no, you 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 make a good point. I forgot Red Fox because just because he's older, I wouldn't think of him. But yeah, it's probably true. He was probably just he was a stand-up comic, and then that put him in front of everybody. Yeah. Yeah, but it was still. I mean, that's still a pretty small pool. Like it didn't blow up like it did after Seinfeld. Right. Shit. Once yeah. they, well, yeah, no. Even, yeah, the eighties hit the the. Well, I wouldn't consider Cosby a, a, an example because, uh, yeah, he, he had was a nice spy acting. He, yeah, he, yeah, he had other shows. Cosby, or I'm sorry, the, the wasn't there another Cosby? Yeah, there was another Fat Cosby Albert. show during the. I was thinking of Fat Albert, but he had a Cosby show where he was a basketball coach, 
And uh, yeah, he was more out there, but I'm thinking of stuff like, yeah, like Seinfeld and like, wasn't, there was a bunch of other ones that were not as successful as Seinfeld around the eighties and nineties. And that's one of the reasons Seinfeld stood out because he did it differently. Yeah. Mulaney. And then there's everybody's, everybody else. Raymond was a, a good example of an example that gets too much crap because it's a very funny show. You know what? Even if you don't like the show, which I can see why people wouldn't like the show. Like I get it. Um, mm-hmm. Ray Romano is a funny motherfucker. Like you can't yeah. deny it. I think, I think he's respected by every comic. Yeah, and I think his acting has improved. Like you'll see him in. I haven't seen The Big Sick, but I've hear, heard good things about. Yeah, he was good about at it. it. And like other stuff he's been in, like he was in Parenthood, and he was fine as a dramatic actor. So I, I, yeah, I like the dude. He's on a new show, Get Shorty. Yeah, I, I don't think I get the channel. Show. I don't. Get Epics. That channel, I don't either. But I want to see it. Odd thing to make into a show, but Fargo works. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. it has uh, Chris O'Dowd, who's a really funny guy. And Ray Romano, so that's a great cast right there. I don't know who else is in it. I know. I totally want to see it. I mean, I'm sure I'll find a way to watch it. I think I might have read the book. I never, Elmore Leonard. I've never read. I think I tried Elmore Leonard before, and I, I couldn't get into him. But, uh, he, but I don't remember. I, some of his stuff is better. Like, this this Get Shirty stuff is a little bit too crime. Like, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like... It's the it's movies, too much genre. Yeah. The movie too seems much, like, goofy. Like, they yeah. added a lot of humor, and I didn't know if that was his thing. No, he does have humor in his books, and I think some of his books are just like movies. They're like, you don't have to do much to put it onto the screen because everything's in the book. Yeah. But his Western stuff, like the stuff that Justified's based on, is oh, right. Is I good. forgot, yeah. And then he has other Western stuff that's very good. Like, the crime stuff I like, but I don't love. And then, But his Western stuff I love. I he. Didn't I think he's read, a very interesting author. Didn't we read a Western short story by yes, him for this podcast? We did. Good. Yeah, that yeah. was good. So anyway, uh, I'm reading a new Tanya French, no, not new, new to me Tanya French novel. And so far, it's not like the others. So knock on wood, we'll see what happens. Well, I'm sure it will be. She has a new book out. I think it's just out in paperback. If even in paperback, it might still be hardback. Um, I'm going in order, so I'm not there yet. Yeah, I'm that's on. what Viv's doing too. I jumped all Like I started with in the woods so that that's not that's a, a musical by Stephen Sondheim right no that's into the woods oh I'm sorry in the woods was number one so I don't know what you're talking about what oh no I started with uh, the secret place sorry oh that's number five okay yeah yeah um yeah Broken Harbor is the one I'm reading now have you read that one nope all I've read is in the woods and the secret place um I oh, think I'm but... gonna skip the second one because you and Viv both told me um, it's, it's it has a thing that takes you totally out of it and it makes it not a good book, but it's still an interesting story, so it's worth reading. But I can see why you'd skip it after hearing that one piece of information, which yeah. is so stupid and a terrible choice. And that's it's sophomore slump. Sophomore slump. But I do like her writing, so I'll, re- I'll oh yeah, definitely her writing's read her great. Um, all right. Uh, wh- recommendations, Asians, Asians. Yeah, let's Asians. do it. Um, first, I'm going to recommend. Um, I don't know, man. Stop the gentrification. Uh, the, uh, this donut store closed Wait, near us. What are we doing here? Because what is going on? This is, this is not a recommendation. Stop. This is some kind of rant. Stop the gentrification. It's, it's oh, a I'm recommendation. I, um, this donut store closed near us. Not not a huge deal, right, that a donut store closed. But like, it's because they, you know, somebody bought the building and wants to double the rent. And it's like happening all around me. And it's uh, really starting to annoy the shit out of me. You know, not for a nostalgia reason, but, you know, for, I don't know. I think, uh, 
I think the feel of a neighborhood is a thing that's important, and it's and it goes beyond just nostalgia. I think you you change the kind of people that are coming into your city, and um, and it's fucking things up. Anyway, that's not wrong. Oh, not only not only that, but when you have a locally run business, they have more like they have more concern for the community, so they're going to commu- care more when stuff is going on. I mean, yes. when everything is start, nothing against Starbucks because it's it's presumed well everything I hear it's a as far it's as a good company to work goes, for a good and, company, yeah. and they do care about the community, but they're not going to care in general as much as a small business owner is. No, yeah, they're it's very community. That that's the thing, I guess. It's like the loss of any kind of community mindedness. Um, right. Yeah. That. that and you know it's like boom times now so it's happening all over like people people are buying real estate rich people and just jacking up shit on everybody and and forcing independence out um so it's it's just a it's a bummer because i was just thinking about it because it happened today and it was like this donut store this was his last day donut shop um and and it's a, the, like there's a barber shop right around the corner um in the same building and they had just opened and the dude was like, well, I had to pay the rent hike because we just sunk 50 grand into this place and just opened. That you know? sucks. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's the kind of thing that, that we need less of. Anyway, uh, my real recommendation, which I have not finished, uh, which is the case with many of our recommendations, but, uh, that's all right because it's not actually going to be officially released until January of 2018. Whoa. Jeez. Uh, this is the benefits of working for a publisher. Sometimes you get advanced copies. It's called. It's a book called The Job of the Wasp. It is by Colin Winnett, and it seems to be some kind of gothic ghost story slash murder mystery. Uh, it's about this, this teenage orphan who comes to this uh, orphanage, basically, and uh, shit is getting weird. Uh, I'm enjoying it so far. Anyway, so... Uh, in January, you guys can all check this out. The That's funny. It already has. Wasp. It already has reviews on Amazon. It has. I know it has reviews all over the. Uh, I mean, why, it, why do they wait wait so long to put it out? But they I mean, they send. I guess that's how it works. Advanced copies have to go out pretty early. Yeah, yeah, for reviews and shit. Um, and I am going to recommend something that is not nearly as new, and in fact, they're not making anymore. The Discworld series by Terry Pratchett. I think I'll just recommend the entire series because they're all fun in their own ways. I, individual novels, I don't know. I, I would skip the first few, maybe go to one of the first City Watch ones like Guards, Guards, or uh, I don't know. But they're they're fun books. They're uh, kind of like Douglas Adams, but he doesn't reuse jokes like Douglas Adams did. And they're they're well written and they're 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 punny at times, but in an interesting way. And they they're good. So that's about it. I tried reading some of his back in the day. I don't think they were Discworld. Um, and, and it seemed a little, like, too fluffy for what I was looking at. But didn't wasn't there something recently where he's been, like, accused of, like, misogyny or some shit in his more recent books or something? I don't know. No, he's dead. He's dead. Okay, in his later uh, books. Alzheimer's. I, I haven't heard of that. Okay, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. There's, yeah... Maybe, maybe I just didn't hear. It's not like I know. I don't have a misogyny hotline anymore. Ah, uh, you you uninstalled that? Well, it is pricey. Yeah, yeah. Um, I now I don't. I but yeah, no imagine. people people love the Discworld series. I'm probably thinking of somebody else because um, I think it was somebody who was still alive. Anyway, 
Oh, no, it's not that. It's not that uh, right wing dude who Orson Scott Card, right? I know he's all oh, fucked up, but yeah, he's all. No, it was somebody else. I not sorry. I didn't mean to disparage the the deceased Terry Pratchett. Yeah, that's awesome. If I give a recommendation, you automatically say it's filled with mis- misogyny. That's all right. No, no. Uh, no it wasn't him. Um, the, yeah, the Discworld. I know those those are beloved. He did like a million books too. Yeah, yeah, very prolific and all all sorts of like. I think a couple of them were YA and yeah, and I think his daughter had a chance to continue the series and she's like, nah, nah. <laughs> no thanks. You got enough money from his work. Yeah. There's four, there's 41 in total. Jesus. Well, and he did like fantasy shit and yeah. Well, they're all fantasy. It's in the fantasy. Oh, realm. it's not sci-fi. The Discworld stuff. No, this it's a it's a fantasy world. It's like this this planet that's on top of of a turtle, and there's it's like there's ours. witches and and thieves and all kinds of things. It's it's fun. When I was a kid, I loved the. Conan the Barbarian books, the comic book or the no, like those that, novels, the books, the, the novels. Okay. And, um, so I got I got like a collect the collection on Kindle as you know <laughs> obviously as an adult I was like these are awful, <laughs> but I feel the same way about H.P. Lovecraft. Like I read him, I'm like, can you fucking get to the point, dude? Jesus Christ, you have the most well, tedious writing style. I swear to God. Yeah, that's why I couldn't. I mean, I didn't try to read that as a kid, so. It, but I, I, as an adult, I tried reading them just because people would talk about it so much. And it's like, nah, I think the ideas are kind of fun, even though he's a weirdo Nazi. Yeah. But uh, nah, no thanks. It's just the, the writing is just too dense yeah. and not in a good way. Like there's dense where it's like, oh, man, this is beautiful. And then there's dense. It's like, get to a point, you asshole. Yeah. That, and that's him. And um, yeah, you can you could probably play a drinking game with H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, every time he says uses the word cyclopean, you take a drink. And Eldritch, take a drink. You'll be <laughs> drunk before the first chapter. Um, anyway, okay, the Discworld series and uh, the Job of the Wasp, and stop and stop gentrification. Yep, I don't have any others this week. So if you'd like to write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail dot com for any reason whatsoever, please do so. It's urgent that you do so. Uh, like us even more urgent, like us on Facebook, even most urgent is rate us highly on iTunes. Oh, and the most, very most important thing is tell your friends to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it will, it will benefit them in so many ways. It's like the secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, you start listening, good things will happen. Look at us. Yep. Shit. All right. Well then until next time, goodbye everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>